For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in the Long Ball podcast with your hosts, Alan Styles and Orlando Razo. If you're listening to us, you're probably listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, or Luminary. But if you didn't know that you can listen on all those different platforms, well, now you know. While you're there, rate us. Give us five stars if you like us. If you don't like us, don't give us five stars, but at least let us know why. Orlando... World Series, two games down, series tied 1-1. We've seen a lot on both sides. That's why it's 1-1. What are your takeaways so far? What has surprised you? What hasn't surprised you? What do you got? Well, before we get into the World Series, I actually didn't tell you this in the pre-show meeting, but I had, Mm. after we recorded on Monday night, I had quite the experience. Um, Mm. So I was finish editing the podcast because you know it's just late nights in the studio late nights in the lab we're just putting in the work no when no one's no one's watching me no one's watching us but we're putting in the work and uh so i finished editing decided to go for you know a little walk you know cool down decompress look at the stars it's beautiful arizona night right now and uh there's a bike path you know along along the golf course where i live this little executive course and I'm walking back and I see these two like grown ass men, probably in their fifties, a little overweight, both mm. like both pretty big, uh, but wearing the same Arizona state shirt tucked into their jeans, like dressed the same exact way and pretty like weird. And I'm with my, uh, my roommate, by the way, is my cousin. And, uh, they follow us kind of like kind of track us back to where t- our towards our apartment is. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like take a peek and we see her like, all right, that was pretty weird. Like whatever the hell that was, that was pretty weird. So went to bed 3am rolls around and I hear the dog below my apartment. So I'm on the second floor dog below my apartment starts barking. The dog barks during the day all the time. I've never heard it. I've right. lived in Scottsdale since January dog hasn't barked one time at night and starts barking all of a sudden i hear the doorbell ring and this is where like i'm i was already kind of alert this is where it's like all right it's time to go rambo mode like this is this is survival this is it's not obviously what you dream of This is what you train for this is exactly what you train for so Mm -hmm. i didn't get up like there was no announce like i figured if if the person knew me they'd be calling me if it was distressed they'd be screaming and mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, I got to call the five Oh. So I called the Popo mm-hmm. and the, the nine one one operator is like, uh, yeah, it looks like there was a nine one one call to your location. And I'm like, well, 
what the fuck are we talking about here? Like everyone's asleep. There's two people that live here. They're both asleep. I'm no longer asleep because the police officer woke me up, but my roommate is still asleep. He's like, oh yeah, phone number. Give me the phone number. I gave him my phone number. And he's like, okay, can you go meet the officer? So I have to go at 3.15 a.m. I have to go find this police officer. And then I'm on the phone with the operator, find the police officer. They're like, yeah, the number that you gave didn't match up to the 911 call. I'm like, well, my cousin and I, he's my roommate. We have similar phone numbers. So I gave him that. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's it. All right, well, have a good night. I guess my roommate, my cousin, I, I love him. We're, we're, we're tight. We're super tight. Right. And he accidentally butt dialed uh, the police while he the was asleep. The old butt dial. So, so I'm confused. Did they leave? Alarm. It was a big time. Did they leave alarm. your apartment? So they, the police rang the doorbell like three times and then just left. So essentially Got doorbell it. ditched me. Yes. And then I had to go find him. Finally found him. You had to meet back up with them meet back up and just let them know hey guys yeah um butt dial wow butt dial so i i ended up not sleeping uh too, causing, too well on monday night causing havoc near the exec golf course yeah i was it's running just, amok um it's embarrassing really but we got a world series we do i just went we off do. for a while so you talk about game one talk no look, i'm thoughts. glad you didn't have to go rambo mode i know we've spoken on this show before about could you fight your younger self and just where you really stack up you know i'm in the backyard today i'm hitting some jumping jacks i'm throwing some jabs in there and i'm like what would you know i you know i i, I scrapped in my day once or twice but you know it's been a while in my later years and it's like you know i wonder maybe that's why people box it's like what would this do like how, how would this be right to you know where where do i stack up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't think but, you You'd want to go the vigilante route, but for sure, for sure. No, I'm saying no, like gold, something. Okay. Something organized. Something something organized. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. But yeah, getting back uh, or finally getting to the World Series, it had everything you could want in just the two games. And it really makes sense that it's 1-1 because it's exactly what we saw. We saw a great performance from the Dodgers in the first game. Clayton Kershaw, I don't know if Clayton Kershaw haters would say he got the monkey off his back. I think they have to win the series. That's that's just how it goes. Um, and then in the second game, you saw the Rays not back down, obviously. And you're the pitching guy, so you're probably going to get into this later. But the elephant in the room, if you understand how the rotations and things work, is that the Dodgers got off to a good foot. They won game one. So they decide to go Johnny Holstaff in game two. I don't know if I said round one or game one. In game one, decided to go Johnny Holstaff in game two just to see if they could get over. Now, the Rays through who is arguably their ace, Snell or Glass now, depends on the day at this point. So they go Snell. So the Rays needed to win that game because if you lose that game, to Johnny Holstaff with your ace, that's a problem. So the Rays did what they're supposed to do. Now it's just a matter of with Bueller on the mound. And like we said, Morton gets forgotten with the, the two new young bucks, but Morton is a guy too that can really do well for you. Can they bring that same energy tomorrow? Because obviously we know eventually it's going to come down to bullpens and things like that, but just 
in these beginning stages where you can get that second game. This is very important. And the last thing I'll talk about is, you know, Mookie showing up. People have had stuff to say about him earlier in his career, early with Boston. We talked about it earlier in the week as well. He's showing up. He's hit, He's going bomb. He's doing a lot right now. So those haters should be silenced for the time being. And on the other side, well, still on the Dodgers side, you have Corey Seager, who is staying hot. He's still hitting bombs. And on the other side, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens with your boy, Cowboy Boots, Randy Arozarena, because he is a rookie. Looking at what he's been able to do, people can get hot and people can get cold. And we don't know when you start getting walked, it messes with your, your timing, your tempo. You're getting walked a bit. You're getting thrown out of rhythm. It's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do or if he's able to get back on that path. And the other thing is it was such a hot path was it really ever sustainable? You know what I mean? And the question, cause I've had the situations not to humble brag. I think we, everybody has at some level, but you have the situations where at in a certain round, like how often does the semifinal for if you were in school or, you know, college or whatever semifinal or the super regional or the NLCS, ALCS, how often does that MVP go on to win the world series MVP or that championship MVP, you come back to earth and somebody else gets hot. That's kind of how it goes. So Randy Rosarena, there's so much more to learn. You could probably bet that he's not going to hit the way he hit. The question is, is he able to stay hot for three more games? That's really the question or however long this series goes. And those are my quick takeaways to start. Yeah. I mean, I'll just start with, with what you just said. Uh, we saw it in game two. Other guys are going to have to step up. Like he could only carry the team for however fucking long he was doing it. And, and I think mm-hmm. there was no one, I mean, Choi had some clutch hits and, and we talked about timely hitting. It's not necessarily the Rays are, are timely hitters where they're stringing together, you know, singles and doubles. It's like, no, they're, they're going to wear out a pitcher to where they'll eventually take advantage of a mistake and, and hit a clutch home run, um, right. hit one out of the park. Like that's their version of timely hitting, but we saw it with Lau. Like Lau was instrumental. Like you could tell the way, cause he was the MVP of that team in, in the regular season. So when he exactly. lifts that whole team up, man, that's going to give a boost to the other guys too in that locker room. Cause we all know hitting's contagious. And when they're leader, they see their leader doing that. I mean, that just has to be huge going into game three. And it was, that's a must win game. You can't go down 2-0 against, you can't against Bon Jovi. <laughs> Exactly, That's Bon Jovi, exactly. baby. You cannot you know, go down out. to Bon Jovi. Look, cat guy. They were kind of roasting him for being a cat guy. They called him a cat freak. I thought that was extremely disrespectful. I have a cat. We love cats. You would never call it someone with 18 dogs a dog freak. You know, right. that, that is besides the point. But I found it disrespectful. But he is a Dodger, so we'll let it pass. And and don't fuck with cats. That's uh, that's the never. greatest documentary yes. to go watch it on Netflix. Um, but... So game two, we saw the Rays. They just played their game, right? That was the business that we, we call we call them the business that they gave the Dodgers the business. It was yes. we're going to get to a lead early. We're 30, 31. And, and now they've won 32 games, 32 and seven, whatever. Uh, we're going to get out to a lead first and then we'll just use our bullpen. And, and that's how we conduct business. And we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll win no matter what. Game right. one, and, and you've seen the Ast- or the when the Rays played the Astros, the one game where they got blown out in, they they brought in Castillo 
in you know the fifth inning well that's not that's not their business game one no you could tell they're a little uncomfortable right we didn't even bring that up playing in that that stadium for the first time when the Dodgers you know have already been there um so a little uncomfortable but the fact that cash left Glasnow went for 106 pitches I mean that's what the fuck was that and well I mean what it was was saving your bullpen that's exactly what it was bro you don't you don't save bullpen in the world series like you and then you brought in yarborough in in a tight spot in a strikeout situation you brought in yarborough Mm -hmm. to face was it turner or he brought in brought him in to face a lefty one of the lefties right well again to your point what he did whether there was a reason or not because i heard other commentators talking about the keeping your bullpen fresh whether that's why he did it or not to your point that's not what they had been doing correct so you don't get to the world series and do something that you haven't been doing correct that doesn't that's not what you do but that's what he did and and at least now they're in a position where they're tied if they had went down 2-0 it's over it's everyone knows it's probably a wrap but also in that game one I mean, if you look at the way the Dodgers scored, like if you look at each inning they scored in, they beat them in a different way every single inning, like a different type of way. And it was like remarkable to watch. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, you had one inning where Mookie walks, steals two bags, and they manufacture mm-hmm. a run. And then you got an inning where it was nothing but lasers, like absolutely nothing but torpedoes coming off the bat. Yeah. And it's just, and that's, what's good. Yeah. It's just remarkable. And then you have one inning where they're banging balls down the line, going gap to gap. Like how can you beat this team when they're clicking like that? You can't, you really cannot. You can't. The question is that I'm interested as a pitcher. Do you think that, and we talked about this a little bit with Darren, we've talked about the Dodgers having just, too many options at times, you know, an embarrassment of riches. Do you think sometimes that hurts them? We've talked about it from the offensive standpoint, but pitching as well, because you look at who they're throwing out there. Um, May comes in, the beautiful redhead comes in, Dustin May. And sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's not at one point he was a starter and they have so many guys like that. I'm wondering, it's the complete opposite of the Rays, where it's like, do your job besides Kenley. Kenley is their closer. And it was so funny. I I made a, I think, Oh yeah. You saw the video of me making fun of uh, mainstream media talking about major league baseball once a year. And I'm listening to one and they're talking about how, yeah, I think he was also a uh, Dodgers fan. I couldn't remember who they're like, yeah, Dodgers are great. It's just when it comes to their bull, bullpen, they don't, they don't really have that established closer. And I'm like, Kenley Jansen has been their closer <laughs> like for a decade plus <laughs> for a decade. Yeah. So that was great. But uh, back to the, back to what I was talking about, do you think it affects them because there's so many plug guys who, who is their three? I mean, who we, th- we, Who's their third starter? I brought that up with Darren. I was like, the fact right. that that they don't have set roles and and they, I think Joe Buck and uh, Smoltzy were talking about it on the broadcast there. The fact that May just has no idea what his role is. And I get it. Like, fuck it, you know, overcome it. That's, that's what they always say. But 
you know, at the same time, we're human beings. Like you would like to know or have some idea what your set job is. And I know the job is to just get out, but right. we're, our, our bodies are so used to being in tune with some sort of routine that when mm-hmm. you can't establish the routine, it's, it's tough to establish consistency. And that's let's what I said. This, like there, let's think about this from the mental aspect, right? If you are sitting there, Dustin May probably came up as starter this whole time. We know he did. You come up as starter this whole time, then you get, hey, you're at the big big league level. So we're, so obviously you're not one of our you know, premier starters yet, locked in starters yet. We're going to need you to plug away. I know what I'm thinking. Oh my gosh, I know I'm supposed to be a starter. If I don't produce here as a reliever, is it going to affect my them thinking of me as a starter these are real things you know these are real things that happen it's the same it's not the same as a pinch hit but to some degree it is it's it's small sample size it's like look if one day i'm supposed to be playing every day and you're based what what are you doing with this information from me giving up a bomb or some runs at a world series in a position that at least you know the plan right now wasn't for me to be and it's hard i know pitchers because a lot, you know, most pitchers that get drafted are starters or were starters when you get turned to that relief role. But at least I feel as if it's done in a in a much more chill way versus we're in the World Series or we're in the playoffs. Because he, so he's been doing it throughout the playoffs, but we're in the playoffs. Now you're like a spot reliever type deal. Mm-hmm. I think he started a game earlier in the playoffs. So it's just all over the place. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a perfect point. Like you have to be able to establish that routine. And, and I think they already announced Urias starting game four. So they're trying to, to plan ahead, but may didn't even find out that he was starting uh, one of the games against the Padres until like one o'clock on game day. So, and I know that you always have the mindset to pitch, like your mindset should always be, especially if they tell you, Hey, just letting you know, you might start immediately. You know, your mindset should be, I'm, I'm starting this game. But having this kind of gung-ho, uh, fuck it mentality, like we got great arms anyway, so they can be good in any role. Well, how about you maximize what they can be instead of they can be good sometimes. Right. Like, how about we, we see what their strengths are. We maximize their strengths. What, but why don't they have a third starter, though? Like, literally. I don't think it... They're just choosing not to? Yeah, I think the matchups, like... Uh, I, so I think the the left-handed lineup of the Rays is better than the right-handed lineup. Mm. So uh, I don't know if they want to go like none of their like Gratterall, Trinan, none of those guys have thrown. Granted, they haven't really needed them, but they've right. really used the uh, the lefty more. Yeah. So it'll it'll definitely be interesting. How are you feeling about you said you said what raise and seven raise and seven and so you're you're feeling good right now everybody's feeling good it's even it's, it's all even, even I mean we we don't know what like as uh future from eight mile would say you know I don't know what's gonna happen like right. each of these cats they get a minute and a half we got Papa Rays yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and B Dodgers. And B Dodges. Exactly. I mean, this is the championship round. So we, we don't know what's going to happen. Kershaw will say he's got to do it again. Because I told you, he, he shoves to. once. He shoves once in a series. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lock. So 
is that does that go back to maybe a a longer version of what I talked about last week to Darren and to you about the velocity thing? Is it like, hey, it, it might get you for four ABs, but on the sixth and seventh AB, I'm just I'm just picking one out. Is could that be it? It could be, but that's only if his off-speed shit isn't isn't there. Right. His his stuff was nasty. Like no one was touching him on any night that night. And and he may have like I think he gave up a home run late <laughs> once again. I think he gave up another sixth inning ball. How I would love to know how many sixth inning playoff home runs Kershaw's given up. It, it's that would be it's definitely a lot. But any anyone telling you to to shove it up your ass and Kershaw Kershaw's like the greatest playoff pitcher ever now can i mean bro just wait like so just wait did you see my twitter today which was a quote tweet of then this is getting a little bit away from the world series but it involves a player a quote tweet from mlb who who uh quoted who was it someone said i think it was cc sabathia it was cc sabathia said Mookie is better than is the best player in major league baseball right now. And of course, everybody freaked out trout, this trout that. And my post was, I said, there's something to be said about doing it at the highest level or at the, on the biggest stage, right? If trout is your best player, if you believe trout to be the best player, then you cannot be the guy that says anything about Clayton Kershaw about his postseason because you're telling me that postseason doesn't matter. So you can't say anything about Clayton Kershaw in the postseason when it comes to ranking him as a pitcher if you have Mike Trout as your number one because Mike Trout has not done it on the Mike Trout. We we and I said this, we really don't actually know if Mike Trout how he performs under pressure or with expectations because he's never had to do that. It could be hot. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, it's really Skip Bayless esque, and I saw it. I'm just, I'm just saying it's lit. I'm just being honest. I know you're being honest, but isn't it harder as a position player to drag a team to the postseason? Like when you're taking the pelota every fifth day, and you're pretty much dictating the outcome every fifth game. I think there comes. I think it does come to. I mean, dude, the playoffs, man, especially let's put it to you now. Look, especially now, if they keep these expanded playoffs, you got to get in there and do something. You don't need to win one. You got to get in there. I don't know what he had one series. I do not know unless his numbers just shattered everyone. I don't know if I can call him best of all time with one playoff series. If he only goes well, I, I think he'll go more. I think they'll they'll mess around and sneak in a couple times. I don't think they probably won't win a World Series. I fucking sure hope around. so, because that would be just such but a waste I, of. I understand, and I like Trout. I really like Trout. I everybody knows I like Mookie a lot. Mookie, Mookie and Tim Anderson, my favorite players, but which is crazy because neither of them are left-handed. But anyway, I'm just telling you, man, it would just be hard for me. Unless it's just like eight eight hundred home runs, everything just shatters, and it's just like, look, that team was that bad. Look at what he did, and they still didn't get in. But if they keep these expanded playoffs, you can't even get to the playoffs. Something has to something has to give. 
Okay. He signed this crazy deal knowing that the, the angels, they tried to make moves. We, is Otani a bust? He's kind of getting close. They're, they're trying to make moves, but they're terrible at making moves. They don't develop talent. They trade right. young talent for old talent. That's past their prime. Like they, they they're don't locked into that Pujols deal. They run a slapdick operation over there. And I hope that they're getting better with it. But honestly, like what more can this superhuman do? Like his numbers are absurd every year. And it's like, even in clutch time, what, whatever, like their team sucks it's and they a, don't, I have didn't say pitching. it was fair. I didn't say it was fair. I just don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do. Could you imagine if he has 800? It, it doesn't even have to be Mookie. Runs. We could take, we could take it Mookie out of it and never make, I'm just playoffs. saying, yeah, I'm just saying like, what are we doing? If he really just doesn't make, like make it them again. That would, I would be, I would can talk you, about can that. Can you call him every day? Okay, for the let's rest say, of my life. let's say he doesn't, let's say he has the most home runs by five. Let's say he does it. He has all of the best statistics just by a little bit. Are you calling him the best player ever? No, because I can't. saw Bonds. You cannot. I'm, I love Bonds. I love Barry. Barry Lamar is my guy. Okay. Like I would. Okay. There's some, there's a few athletes. So you were never in the, you were, but would you put Trout over if he, if the, if the angels figured it out and he walks away with three rings and absolutely goes off and has similar numbers, three rings, one final, one one world series MVP. I mean, I'd have to do a lot of soul searching on that. Like I might have to go take some shrooms and like go to Joshua tree. I feel like, yeah, you definitely go to burning man and not come back. Yeah, I don't even want to go to Burning Man. <laughs> I, I, I'd be super afraid to go to Burning Man. But it would have to be some sort of vision quest where I decide who the goat was. And, I, and then, like, we would record after the vision yes. quest. And, and decide, hopefully this podcast is still going on. When, when That's true. That's true. Um, so I saw that. And like I said, the argument for Mookie is just simply he does it during the regular. He's pretty close to Trout during the regular season, and he is – balling during the postseason and if he goes you know if he has a world series with the red sox already if if they do get one they're probably going to get one and he's still right there with trout even if you know trout has him in two categories and mookie has him in one you got to make you got to make the argument i don't think we can sit there and just watch trout in the basement every year and I, i get it it's just something has to give man Something has something has to give yeah. with the expanded playoffs. Let's put it to you like that. Expanded playoffs. I would honestly be down to throw. You got Rendon. Yeah, but you need pitching. Like they have a no. Like Otani then, gets. Then that. Then walk in. Then it's all part of it. Walk into the ownership and be like, "Bruh, y'all need to figure it out because it is not. It is not going the way it needs he to should. go. He should. He should absolutely. But Anthony is he Davis that type himself? of person? No, that is part. Guy. That that goes into it for me. You are fine with it. That's a problem for me, dude. I you are not chill. willing. You are the. You are the face. That's fine. Enjoy your millions and millions of Huntington dollars if Beach. you want. But that is going to keep you out of that discussion from little old me. And that's probably he's probably drying his tears with $200 bill saying, Alan, I'm so, I cannot believe you don't like, you don't like mm-hmm. me or, or you think I should be doing more. And that's fine. I will keep the same energy. 
Yeah, no, I, I and it doesn't sound like what you're saying is uh, like you're just saying you do, you're not going to know what to think. But I can absolutely picture. I mean, first take. I mean, Stephen A. Smith. I wish Stephen A. Smith. I was talking about this with a buddy. I, I wish Stephen A. Smith just ripped baseball players sometimes the way he rips Dude. like could you imagine like after yes. after bieber's bad start where he's shang bieber this guy's a fraud yeah. this guy's a yeah. fraud yeah. like just you have on. an opportunity and you blow it away i i, I would absolutely so i i need me some some first take uh baseball topics so i, I would love to see that and maybe they'd have you on as uh as you know to, I, I might have show. to just do i just might have to do a version of that on this show whoever just like stinks up the joint because and we'll just send it into Stephen a and see what happens mm-hmm. like an imitation you know, this is what this is what you're missing steve and okay so what else did you have any other takeaways from the first couple games what you're looking forward to it does the rosarena cool off is it worrying you yet no uh, because I think that this offense, their offense had great swings yesterday. Um, or this is podcast going to air against Johnny Holstaff against Johnny Holstaff, but it's not like, uh, yeah, Joe, it's a good stat. It's Joe, a good job. Joe, Joe, Joe Kelly is not a good close game. Johnny, uh, for the Dodgers, at least, uh, he is great, great garbage. I saw some tweet that was like, Joe Kelly's great in garbage time. He's like right. uh, Julius Randall or, or something like that. <laughs> but they they really did have great swings yesterday. And this mm-hmm. this pitching matchup tomorrow, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. You asked me that. I'm really looking forward to the pitching matchup tomorrow because you said uh, Snell and, and Glasnow fighting for the ace. As of now, we know Snell has a Cy Young. But mm-hmm. my man, Chucky Morton, is disgusting and he might be actually their their most consistent pitcher yeah so this is a great matchup well and that goes to me right there i'm doing what the rest of the media is doing talking about those two pitchers because that's who's highlighted on tv they're not talking about charlie morton so you know you you got a little chip hey i'm here too Mm -hmm. so i expect him to come with that energy another thing i'll say that you mentioned about the lineup is what happens is you have to understand when when players are hot and cold, they're really hot and cold. So what's going to happen is if Lau continues to hit the way he's hitting and the Rays continue to find production throughout that lineup, a Rosarena might be the one where they're like, well, he's been a little chilly. We have to challenge him. And that can get him going again if he doesn't miss his pitch. You know, if he does, because they're going to have to pitch to someone. So the more the other players produce and hit, the harder it is for them to choose. Because right now, a Rosarena is their guy. I guarantee you tomorrow, Lau will be, or one of their guys, I guarantee you, Lau will be one of their guys tomorrow where it's like, let's be careful here. He's hot. So as other guys take some of the attention off him, that could bring him back. And again, is he going to be out of his mind? Maybe not, but just you have to produce. But even so, if you're getting watched, walked twice a game, you're getting on base. So they're dead, but they're going to stop walking him. That's what I'm saying. If the other teams, if the other players continue to be hot, they will stop walking him. They they will have to. Yeah. It's uh, every lineup is complimentary. 
of each other, mm-hmm. but the Rays more so just because, you know, the Dodgers, they got three MVPs in their lineup. The Rays, it, it's they got to rely on, on individual guys to get hot, um, you know, and sometimes at the same time when they're really going good, but they're relying on guys to get hot sporadically to carry that offense so that the pitching can actually just to give them a lead. That's really all they need. Just give them a lead. Yeah. And Kevin Cash is going to manage the fuck out of the game. Otherwise, they go need, down. Games you need a bit, but up. yeah, you need a healthier lead against this Dodger no doubt. team, though. No doubt. Yeah. It's not like, just give us one or two. It's like, we like three or four. Right. <laughs> if you could get it for us. That's it. We got a, we got a dead ball to end it. And then... And then we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week for the end of the series. Um, so dead ball, second, second segment of dead ball. We, we need did. to get a, a sound, a sound like a dead ball intro. We need I know. I know. I don't shit. I mean, I, I told you I'm I can make that happen. Producer, so I can make that happen. All right. And we, we got to figure out what you want it to be, but I can make that. Okay. Happen. Yeah. Just send me some options. Maybe I'll send you All some right. options. There you a go. Gigantic fart. Um, yeah. Okay. So first, uh, first dead ball, we talked about our boy that tried to, to hijack the plane after being released. Um, mm-hmm. This one is not necessarily a story, but we're going over some of the old rules of baseball. Just wanted to, to go over some rules and, and run it by you. Um, That's always talk good. about what they were thinking when they might've made these rules. Um, and, and yeah, just kind of what, and how much they might've had to drink as well. Um, but so before 1872, and I think I might've talked about this when we were a different pro- podcast, but pitchers had to throw and, and 1872, uh, that's just post civil war. So mm-hmm. this is a while ago, uh, year. pitchers had to throw underhand. Um, so their, their purpose was not to get outs, but to serve up pitches to be put in play. So the batters would even request where the pitchers would throw the ball. And eventually pitchers had this, you know, wild epiphany that they could gain a competitive advantage if they made things uh, quote unquote, a little less easy on the batter. Um, so the rules, you know, they had, you had to, the constitution of baseball, it's a living document. Mm-hmm. You have to change those rules uh, to overhand motions. How much would you like to see baseball go back to uh, the ways of underhand like fast pitch? Uh, who was the first person to say, Hey, I'm going to try to throw this the other way. Well, he probably got injured because it's such an unnatural motion. And then they're like right. scared off. And then like people started to do it more. Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing. It's, it's great. It's something else. I hear about weird leagues, even in like the sixties and seventies where they were un- there's They like underhand baseball or like, like the eighties and stuff. They like underhand base. It's still out there. I think um somewhere you could find it it would be very interesting to watch Mm -hmm. they have footage it would be it would be interesting i'm actually going to google that (laughs) when was when when yeah when did footage start being used because there's there's pictures of the civil war but there are it may be some stills out there probably so i'm curious one to see the version of it where you're trying to let the batter hit or it's like slow pitch, but it's with the baseball. Yeah. Curious to see that. I'm also curious to see men try to pitch like they do in fast pitch softball and like how good 
could one be pitching like that in an actual game? Well, Henry Gardner did it once in uh, rookie of the year with that big strikeout in, in the ninth. That's inning. true. The um, Ephus. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that could work once. Eventually guys are going to get the timing down. If there was a way to like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. If you still had the Ephus, you could probably get some people. Uh, I don't know if yeah, you do it under underhand to, so they don't see it coming, but yeah, that is something else. I, I would be interested to see that, especially when you talk about the guys that huck it is, do you have the same torque overhand as underhand, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do these, flamethrowers still throw flame or is it a different technique well human evolution it's kind of the butterfly effect uh of that like human it could have changed human evolution um you know in in the sense of people just throw a hundred underhand uh right then and everyone's getting used to it no one's throwing overhand so it's crazy to think about but i do have one more rule before we call it a day um this one it blew my mind. Um, mm-hmm. So in the early days, outfielders could put out base runners, not just by tagging them, but also throwing the ball at them before they reach the base. The practice known as it says soaking. I always knew soaking as the same word as docking, which is what Mormons do instead of sex, um, where they just like kind of chill, like laying there. But anyway, the the practice known as soaking, patching, or plugging. I think we just know it as pegging. I think pegs. Yes, pegging. Pegging. Not even plunking. Plunking is like when you're pitching. Pitching, yeah. It's really just pegging. Yeah. So it's not – we're not talking about Mormons and their version of intercourse. We're talking about pegging. So you used to be able to peg someone, like, from the outfield. And I think that that should be allowed once per game today. Go. I think that would be impressive if you could pull it off. That those were the rules in dodgeball. I remember that, but dodgeball is a bigger ball. The ball's not going as far, so it's a little bit easier mm-hmm. to see to see it happen in baseball. I think it would be impressive enough that if you get someone at least once a game, it should count. Now you can't hit him in the head. That's a rule. Hit him in the head doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We always had that in dodgeball in like PE class where there was no headshots allowed and you damn well best believe I was going for the head uh, for right. in, in middle school dodgeball. So I, I would think that outfielders are, are going to be the same way. Um, you know what someone should try to do is, you know, remember what everybody would do to each other in middle school and high school when you would be walking behind someone and kick their leg so it would they would trip themselves mm-hmm. right the back of the leg. It could be if it, if even in this day and age, if you think someone's going to beat your throw, you try to have we ever seen an outfielder try to get him in in that foot to trip him, and it would give your fielders time that, to to get him out. That's Orlando Bloom and Troy right there, just shooting him in the Achilles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just get him on the ground, slow him down a bit. And I have two uh, two last points here. One of them is. That would make for some awesome Sports Center top tens. Like, look at uh, Mookie Betts do a backflip to dodge the ball coming from yeah. Bryce Harper, <laughs> or like doing some Matrix shit. And then the right. other one, you're right. Like headshots. These guys, but if we're talking about just post Civil War, they didn't introduce helmets until 
you know, what the 1930s, 1940s. So I would assume that there were a few deaths involved with this. Without a doubt, without a doubt, because it's easier to aim because the above the waist is moving less, right? The legs are harder to hit. Mm-hmm. So you're aiming for the chest area and one might ride up on you. Just get it's up. Gonna, it's going to dome you up. Yeah, it's going to dome you up for sure. You're not going to be feeling good after getting domed up no. there. No. Um, so I think that's it. That's it for dead ball. That's it for the show. You got any last? Dead ball. <laughs> any, that was... That was interesting. Maybe we could do That's like That's not going to make the cut. We should do uh, what does T Pain and Lil Yachty use and Travis Scott? What's that called? Monotone? Auto tune. Monotone. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. We can get some auto I would be down to do like a T Pain voice saying dead right. ball and just. Let it's it not very dead ball y though because it's old school. It's got to be old school. So maybe get. Have Is we that ever... like an old lady like dead ball? Or do we have or like a clip like of Sinatra saying dead ball? dead ball i don't know uh, is there yeah but if there's a sinatra filter on one of these apps should be. we'll just use it yeah yeah we'll we'll figure it out well and if you have any suggestions uh, suggestions excuse me tweet at us at orazo yes. at the underscore styles files styles with an i and follow uh, our twitter page um it is at i'm um, at Longball underscore pod. Be sure to follow it. Tweet us out some suggestions what we should do to introduce uh, Deadball. See, uh, see, yeah. see what you guys got. Odds are probably not going to get a whole lot of tweet backs, but hey, we're putting it out there. Just tell us you like mine, even though it was bizarre. Hey, can't say we didn't get our hacks off, but uh, we'll see you guys next week. We appreciate it. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.